0: If you guys have your Bibles, we're going to turn to John chapter 8, the Gospel of John. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John chapter 8, big 8, and look at verse 12. If you're ever wondering, like, why does John always talk like that? I'm not like two years old or whatever. Um, I also worked with, I worked with At Risk You for 10 years. And you'd be surprised after I'd finished working with youth and I started working with adults, most people didn't know that there was a big eight and a little 12. So I just, just assume that people don't know. So if that offends you, come talk to me later. All right, John 8, 12. This is a very short verse for this morning. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, what? I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This is one of those scriptures where I think we could actually commit this to memory. Amen? That I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus says that he is the light of the world, and we've had this amazing image of a lighthouse and the the title of our series is Follow the Light. Jesus is saying, I am the light of the world in the midst of the darkness and the chaos of that raging sea that is your life. I am that lighthouse. I am on a rock. I am not going anywhere. My truth is not uh, wishy-washy. It's firm, built on a rock. The light in this context is literally Jesus is the light among men. Jesus is the radiance and the brilliance of God. When you see Jesus, who do you see? The Father. And when you see the Father, you see... This is a Trinitarian God. Not God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and it's like three individual people, but together as one dance, the Trinity So when you see Jesus, you also see the Father and the Holy Spirit. And he is incarnate. He is Emmanuel, God with us. I always look at Emmanuel when I say that because I feel he'll look up. Look at this verse in Luke chapter 2. So go one gospel back. Luke chapter 2 verse 22. This is, and I love what Simeon declares... Simeon was this older man, the context. Right after Jesus was born, they're going to bring Jesus, which was customary, to the temple for the first time. And there's a man that was literally sitting on the steps of the temple waiting to see this child, a man named Simeon. This is what he says, Luke two twenty two. for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. He could have been like 400 years old. We don't know. He did not see death. He had been prolonged in life until he would see the Lord's Christ. Probably not 400, maybe 99 And he came in the spirit into the temple. And and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up. And this is where we get the whole child dedication here. He took him up in his arms and he blessed God saying, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. In other words, I can die now. According to your word. For what? Verse 30. For my eyes have seen your salvation. That you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light, a what? Did you see it? Verse 32 a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. So this light is just going to be incarnate. It's going to be with men through the best of times and through the hardest of times. When they're feeding 5,000 and they're seeing people set free from demons, when we're seeing healings, Jesus was the light there. When they called Lazarus out of the tomb and he was resurrected, he was the light in that present darkness. But Jesus was also the light at the time of his crucifixion. The thief on the cross was like, kind of like scolding and mocking him, like, hey man, if you know, if you're so good, if you're so light, get us out of this mess. Do you remember that story? He's like, get out, like, hey man, call down some angelic like, warriors and get me out of this mess. And the other thief on the cross says, whoa, whoa, whoa. We We did wrong. We deserve what we're going to get here. But this Jesus did nothing. And even then, on a cross, Jesus is still the light of the world. Amen? But number two, the other part of Jesus being this light is that he actually gives life. The very light gives life. Like a plant, I think some of you grow plants. But when we were living in Canada, people can start growing in the in the dead of winter. They had had these little trays in their their near the front window, mostly tomato plants. And it could be dark, and the like winter. It'd be like cold, like minus thirty outside. But people are starting to grow just the very the very first beginnings of a, of a plant. You know, out, out pops this little green stem out of the black soil. But if that's it, it'll die. Like you know, There's only so much that that plant can do with some water and a little bit of light. But if you want that to, to, to come into full fruition into a Gerber daisy, my wife loves Gerber daisies. For it to grow and the stock gets strong and boom, bursts in this powerful, colorful pink hues and and orange. You know what it needs? Sunlight. Photosynthesis. See, it lives in the darkness and it starts there. But the only way it can actually build life is through light. And this Greek word, light of life, that Jesus is the very light in the presence of your darkness. But we don't call it photosynthesis. I don't flourish into all of John's beauty and glory because of photosynthesis. I'm not made out of chlorophyll. But it is a metamorphosis. It's no longer that I live, but that Christ lives in me. That is, through his power, through his energy, through his light, through his sanctification, through his consecration, through his justification, that I can be radiant as this beautiful Gerber Daisy to my dark world. Nothing that I can do. I cannot become this beautiful flower that God wants me to be on my own. I'll be stuck in the dark soil just with one little one little leaf, but through the power of Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit, the the love of the Father, that he breathes that light into your life. And oh, I think so many of you are still stunted in your growth because you think it's all, it's still on you. But when you surrender, you say, Lord, light my life, you'd be surprised how fast you'll grow and how beautiful you become and even if you say to me oh pastor my life my life is just ash but you know what god can still make something out of the ash god can still make what you think is is garbage and refuse or compost i've seen amazing great things come out of compost and in canada our compost is usually manure and i won't say the expletive that starts with s ends with it so out of that comes the beautiful things You, you're a beautiful thing. And even if you've come out of all the manure and and the garbage and the refuse through God's light of life, that's right. You're beautiful. But how many times have I looked in the mirror and I don't see God's beauty? Imagio Dei, the the image of God that you were created in. I look in the mirror and I, I don't like what I see. But why is that? Sin. Death. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through him. Wayne Barber says it this way. I'm going to talk about darkness. The Greek word for darkness is scotia. You know, it's interesting. My, we had a camp that we would send our kids to in the summer. And I got to work at this camp. And they would do night games. And I know that we've done night games in this church. But imagine doing a night game, but outside in huge fields. And they would have like tents and they would have like people dressed up like, you know, Monsters, Inc. and Stormtroopers. And we'd be running around trying to solve clues. And it's a lot of fun, but it's still dark. I don't know, like our daughter like hurt her hamstring on one time. We had kids like Twists her ankle because when you're running, you would trip over things in the dark. Like oh, I didn't see the root, I didn't see the hole, I didn't see the log, I didn't see a human being. It was just there's so many things, and they, the 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 first aid attendant would be like, "Oh, another injury due to darkness." Why are we doing night games? Because it's fun. But the darkness, the Scotia is literally this. Wayne Barber says it this way: Scotia means the result. Of darkness. If I walk outside in the darkness and I fall over a stump and break my leg, I have been out in the darkness. I have suffered the consequence of being in that darkness. This word darkness that we see in the text is where our sins and our temptations reside. I was praying about this as I was coming home. It's like, but when we sin, it's not instantly going from light to dark. Sometimes it's like, it's a gradual, it's a gradual darkening of the room, isn't it? It's, a, it's like we go from light to like dusk, or things are kind of like hazy. I can't always see. It's kind of, it's not fully lit, but it's not fully dark. And then as I continue to, to stumble in the darkness and I trip and I fall and I trip and I fall and I break my legs, it just gets darker and darker and darker and darker to the point where, how did I get to this point in my life? I remember someone saying, you know, the, the Titanic can't just turn on a dime. It's degrees, compromises, decisions, bad decisions, not wise decisions, decisions about myself. I'm going to choose what I want to do, when I want to do it with, who I want to do it with. And, and to get to the point where now we're going to hit an iceberg. Scotia, this this darkness. We've tripped and we fall into sin all the time, don't we? When we become a follower of Jesus and, and we... Allow like this, this light, this lighthouse, Jesus. is a saving relationship. But how quickly do we not ask for forgiveness again and again and again? I believe that all of us are at some state of darkness. Yes, you are forgiven and set free in that, and the illumination of Christ's life is lighting through you. But the wages of sin, sin is a real thing through our choices, through the act of our free will. We can either choose Christ or choose myself. I could choose what, what Jesus wants or I could choose what I want. And I, stu- <laughs> I trip over a stump and I break my leg. We can see where the pitfalls are. It was interesting, like, when the next morning, when we went to go clean up after the night game, everything is illuminated, and I can actually see where I tripped and, and, like, twisted my ankle. I was like, there's a huge hole right here. So then what do I do? Fill it up. Or I, or I put a cone and say, don't, like, be careful. Like, don't go here. Not just for myself, but for other people. And that's what Jesus' light does. The light of Life. He, he gives you the, the, the whole vision and says, see what you've been tripping up with? Don't go there. And that's where I think being in community is, all, is the most important thing. Is sometimes we can get the lay of the land, but it, I need a person like Crystal or someone in my life to say, yeah, man, you just, stump, you just stumbled over a whole route. You shouldn't go there anymore. But we still think we could do it on our own. And then this light of life. We had talked about at the beginning of the year that I really felt this was like the theme for our year was life. Life is this Greek word, zoe. John 10.10 10 says this, and it's up on the screen. That a thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that they may have what? Life. And have it abundantly This Zoe, the state of one who is possessed of vitality, life real and genuine, a life active and vigorous, devoted to God, blessed in the portion even in this world of those who put their trust in Christ. This verse this morning is short for us, but it is one that we need to take ownership of. I'm going to invite um, Rachel to come. We're going to sing, sing a little bit more. Why don't you all stand and rise with me. This is, a, this is just a challenge for us. For some of us, we yet don't know this, this Jesus that's offering the light of life to us so that we don't continue to walk in darkness anymore, so we don't keep tripping up in the darkness that so easily <laughs> trips us up. And maybe this is the challenge for you this morning is say, I surrender. I surrender to this Jesus Christ that I don't want to keep trying to fumble in the dark anymore. I need the light of Jesus in my life. And if that's you this morning, come find me. I'd love to pray with you. We have a, we have a, a new Christian pack that we'd love to give to you as a, as a new follower of Jesus. But it, this is why we do it is because as, as I looked at this hope for all there's like hundreds of thousands of people in Christchurch that still don't know Jesus. I think, that, I think that we're at 400,000 or something here in Christchurch. And if you're like, oh John, this is, this is a pretty simple sermon. I said, yeah. But this is how dark How many people are like wrestling in darkness and they're tripping all over the place in sin? And there's hope for all of us. And if you are in a place where you've accepted Christ in your life and you'll be the first to say, I just tripped last night. I just slipped up, I just fell flat on my face in, the dark, in my darkness and I need Jesus. There's a, I'm telling you right now today that God will answer your prayer. He is here and he wants to forgive you this morning and he wants to turn on the lights set you back on your feet heal restore you, forgive you and show you where the pitfall is so you don't walk there again. If that's you this morning, let's just, let's just enter time of prayer and forgiveness. He is our life. He's my life. If it was going to be up to me and what I wanted to do 20 plus years ago when I became a Christian, I would not be standing here in New Zealand. would not be at this lectern. Maybe there's someone here this morning that you just need to surrender. Surrender to Jesus, either for the first time or again. So as we sing, pray. If you're praying, we'll keep singing. But let's meet Jesus. Let's let's just make space right now for this to happen. Amen? Let's sing.